Hey guys, my name is Eden Green, and I'm joined here by my little brother, Elijah. Hi. For today, we'll be talking... And hopefully teaching... ...about my quarter three project. This quarter, each high school student was assigned to choose a kawaii ahupua'a that we identify as our pico on this island. I chose Kolo because I spent a lot of time down there. And many of our family's close friends live there. Since I was a baby, we've always been tied to Kolo somehow, either through work or friendship or family. And I thought this project would be a great opportunity for me to learn a bit more about it. The name Koloa originated from the native Koloa duck that you often find throughout the South Shore wetlands. When we go to work on the zip line, you can see them in the Waitaka Reservoir. <laughs> I think you were talking about the Waitaka Reservoir. Yeah, that's what I meant. Kaloa stretches from the Kahakai. Like Pohupu Beach Park. Poipu Beach Park. Yep, that's right. Up into both the Puna and Konamokus. Project's essential question asks, What Hawaiian knowledge should I possess and perpetuate about my Ahupua'a, or one I consider as my Pico on Kauai? My answer to that is, we need to possess the historical knowledge of Kaloa's plantation days, and we need to perpetuate caring for that history. An example of that is the recent Kane Ioluma Heao restoration project. We need to the next generation to take charge and help preserve the culturally significant history found throughout the islands. Mama Shar is not only my interviewee. She is considered family. And is a born and raised Kaloa girl. Her and Auntie Christine Coberto were childhood friends who both grew up in what they described as a slow and sleepy town. Doing research, I learned that most of Kaloa's Hawaiian history has been covered up in information about the sugar mill and today's modern business ads. Even when trying to find Kaloa's name origin, scuba diving ads kept popping up in front of me. Without the help and insight from my interview, I never would have pictured Kaloa as anything but a busy and expensive tourist town. They both inspired me to do some research of my own into Kaloa's past. Of course, there was information about the plantation days and a couple of mo'olalo, but what really caught my eye was the Kane Oluoma Heiau Restoration Project. Much like Kaloa's history, the Heiau was hidden from the public eye. For many years, it was overgrown and controlled by invasive species growing there. In 2019, a man named Peleke Flores took initiative to make a restoration plan. Their mission is to not only honor their ancestors and restore the heiau, but also to try and inspire those younger than them to follow in their footsteps. That is what I believe is the essence of our essential question. That is what we need to perpetuate. I helped Eden make sugarcane juice for her culture of and by helping cut down the stalks and chop them up into little pieces so that we could um blend the strain what he's trying to say is that he was helping me um with my cultural artifacts by helping cut down the stalks and chop them into little pieces so we can blend and strain them right yeah <laughs> thank you 
Working with the sugarcane helped me get a little taste of what it may have been like to work on the field during a factory. Not saying that my hour of work to make a little jar of sugarcane juice is the equivalent of working on a plantation, but it was still cool to work with the sugarcane and make that connection. Plus, the juice tastes really good. Just the other day, my biology class was talking to me about heredity and what type of genetic mutation heredity can affect, which is funny because the sugar mill in Kaloa is still surrounded by sugarcane, but each stalk is mutated into something new and are unique from each other. I couldn't help but wonder if maybe, just maybe, the mutations had something to do with heredity or something in the soil. It's like a rainbow of sugarcane um, surrounding the rusty old mill. Before finishing up this podcast, I just wanted to take some knowledge that Auntie Malia had shared with us. She says that it's important to experience everything a place has to offer. And I agree with her because up until now, before this um, presentation and project of mine, I haven't really been paying that much attention to my surroundings when I visit Kaloa. I want to say thank you to this project because now I know a lot about Kula, even if I haven't exactly portrayed it correctly in this podcast, because as my little brother sitting here listening to me struggling with this also knows that I have had a hard time trying to make a podcast. Um, Elijah, do you want to say thank you and hi? Thank you. Hi. (laughs) He's a little tired. We've been doing this on and off for the last couple days. Um... Thank you so much, and this is my project.